In December 2013, a 55-year-old man was waiting for someone to pick him up at his home in a small Iowa town. From there, the man vanishes without a trace. Five years later, one of his relatives is arrested and charged with first-degree murder of a young woman, and people can't help but wonder if the cases are related. This is The Disappearance of Brian Burns. On December 20, 2013, the Delaware County Sheriff's Office in Manchester, Iowa, received a call for a missing person report. 55-year-old Brian Burns, who people called Farmer, which is how I will refer to him as from now on, had not been seen since the previous day, and the family knew that something was wrong. Farmer was a man with very little means to disappear on his own and didn't have the basic items that police would need to try to track him. Farmer didn't own a car and actually didn't have a driver's license either. With the fact that it was 2013, we would hope that he could be tracked by other means, but Farmer didn't own a cell phone, and it was reported that he didn't do much banking. So I don't know if that meant he didn't own a bank account and just always carried cash, or if he didn't possess any credit cards. But regardless, this left the sheriff's department stumped. With all the new technological advances available to track missing people and using things like a car, phone, debit, or credit cards, farmers seemed to have none of these. It was almost as if he had just vanished into thin air and left everything and everyone behind. As far as police could figure, he left with no possessions other than the clothes on his back. According to the family, Farmer was a white male about six feet tall, around 240 pounds, and had gray hair which was balding. They believed he would have been last wearing a brown coat, flannel shirt, blue jeans, a baseball cap, and hiking boots. Based on Farmer's missing person description, he is also listed as physically or mentally disabled. However, his specific disability has never been released. Farmer was described as an easygoing guy who joked around with everyone and everyone in town knew who he was. According to his brother Randy, he was at his home waiting for a ride but didn't tell his brother who was picking him up or where he was going. And to this day, nobody knows where he was headed or who gave him a ride. On December 28th, eight days after Farmer was reported missing, there had been no sign or word from him. So the family got together to conduct a search. Their focus was around his residence and the Hart Ridge golf course where he had worked. Farmer's nephew, LaVon Smith, had joined the search and had told Channel 7 News, quote, holidays, he is always home. He knows that when family comes home, he comes home. It's just not something you see. Those who participated in the search besides the Burns family were Chris Wiley, president of the Snow Pioneer Snowmobile Club, and about 15 club members. They rode snowmobiles around the designated search spots looking for clues of his whereabouts. Sadly, the search produced no answers.
Farmer's case didn't make it very far into the public spotlight until December of 2018, when his cousin, Jerry Lynn Burns, was arrested for the 1979 murder of Michelle Martinko. Once the news spread that this man evaded police for almost four decades after killing Michelle, it would have been an outrage if police had not checked into the possibility of connections relating to Jerry Burns and his missing cousin. There have been statements issued by police that they have found no evidence linking Jerry to Farmer's disappearance. However, several details just make it seem to be too unlikely to be a coincidence. For starters, the last date that Farmer was seen was on December 19th of 2013, 34 years to the day after Michelle's murder, and most likely a date that Jerry Burns remembers well. And according to iowacoldcases.org by Jody Ewing, in an online forum on Farmer's disappearance, several comments have been added that Jerry was seen pouring a new concrete slab on his farm shortly after Farmer disappeared which as of today, we don't know if that was something police had looked into or not. And of course, the well-known video clip of Jerry being interviewed by investigator Matt Denlinger included some information regarding Farmer also. After Jerry Burns was interviewed, swabbed for a DNA sample, and arrested, he was then placed into the back of the cop car. During the transport, Detective Denlinger was still interviewing him and asking him questions. At first, it showed Burns was ignoring Denlinger and then started talking about his missing cousin. Burns told Detective Denlinger he thought maybe his cousin left with someone and went to Las Vegas, and whoever he went with may have harmed him. But this wasn't the first time something similar to this had been heard of. According to iowacoldcases.org, in the same online forum, another person posted a comment which said they used to work at the same golf club and had served Farmer quite a bit. According to the comment, he told them that he would just be gone one day and no one would know where he would be and that he would be in Vegas sitting high on cash. But it should also be considered that with the fact he has an undisclosed physical or mental disability, did he actually have the capability and resources to basically disappear without contacting his family and able to be self-sufficient on his own in another part of the country? But then the big question is, if Jerry did something to his cousin, what would be the motive? Farmer would have been around 21 years old when Michelle Martinko was killed. Could it have been that he knew something and Jerry couldn't take the chance of getting caught? Interestingly enough, on April 10th of 2014, the Cedar Rapids Police Department releases a statement to the media. They were asking for assistance from an individual who had called the Lynn County Crime Stoppers tip line in regards to the unsolved case of Michelle Martinko. The police received information from an anonymous tipster, which led investigators to a possible suspect in the case. DNA was collected from that individual, but it didn't match the DNA at the crime scene. However, police still believed the individual's information was considered credible, and they were requesting to speak with them further, as investigators thought speaking with them would still be beneficial in solving the case. This tip had been called in on December 16, 2013. Three days later, Farmer disappeared and was never seen or heard from again. Obviously, it is an assumption that no one can confirm whether or not Farmer was the person who called in the tip, but it is a very odd coincidence that on December 16th, a tip is called in to police regarding the murder of Michelle, 
and three days later, the cousin of the man who was responsible for her murder goes missing, and on the same day of the year that she was killed. From the interviews conducted of the community of Manchester, they were completely shocked when they found out Jerry was arrested for the 39-year-old murder. Things like that just didn't happen in that small town, and yet so many coincidences happened within the same family. It was never reported if Jerry had been involved in the December 28th search for his cousin, and as of now, we don't know if his property was searched or what was looked into. As of today, Jerry Burns still proclaims his innocence regarding the murder of Michelle Martinko, despite strong DNA evidence linking him to the scene of the crime. So even if he knows something or is responsible for the disappearance of his cousin, it is highly unlikely he will be talking anytime soon. In November of 2021, after having been missing for almost eight years, a jury trial was held in Delaware County District Court to declare Farmer legally dead. The jury was required to come to an unanimous verdict that there was sufficient evidence that Brian Burns was dead and the judge concurred. But Sheriff John LeClear said even though he has been declared legally dead, his case will still remain open. The family will still continue to spread the word to try to locate Farmer despite having no sign of him. It is unfortunate that it took the horrible acts of his cousin Jerry to shed some more light on Farmer's disappearance, but hopefully it has turned a few heads because it is very difficult to overlook the bizarre coincidental circumstances surrounding the Burns family. If you have any information regarding the disappearance or whereabouts of Brian Farmer Burns, please call the Delaware County Sheriff's Office at 563-927-3135. Thank you for listening to Secrets in the Cornfield. Tune in next week for a new episode. Secrets in the Cornfield is an Anchor original. Sources for this episode can be found in the episode description. To help the families and provide a voice for the victims, please make sure to follow and share. You can find Secrets in the Cornfield, I Was Unsolved on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. If you would like to help keep the content coming, click the link in the episode description to make a donation.